For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells Spackman. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover reactions to the resignation of Claudine Gay, additional Princeton University Art Museum artifacts connected to fraud, an uptick in tech layoffs at the start of the new year, and an attack on U.S. soldiers in Jordan. It's Monday, January 29th. On January 2nd, Claudine Gay announced she was resigning as president of Harvard University, following weeks of pressure surrounding plagiarism allegations and comments she made at her congressional hearing on campus anti-Semitism. The incident brought questions about the role and responsibilities of academia to the forefront of national conversation. Congress has demanded information from Harvard on their treatment of a variety of hot-button issues, sparking further questions about who universities ultimately answer to. We spoke with news staffer Megan Veldhaus to get an idea of how Princeton alumni are reacting to this shakeup in academia. Okay, hello. My name is Megan Veldhaus, and I am a staff news writer for the Prince. We've gathered that you've been collecting some kind of reactions to the recent resignation of Claudia Kay, um, Harvard's president. Could you just um, talk us through who you spoke to and why? Sure. So what I decided would be interesting for an article here is to contact other Princeton alumni who currently serve as president or in upper administrative positions at different universities to see how their experiences as both a Princeton student and the president or leader of an institution impacts how they view Gay's resignation. So the three people who I reached out to for comment were Nicholas Allard in the class of um, 74. He's the dean of Jackson University College of Law and David Yellen, the class of 79, who was the president of Marist College and the current dean of the University of Miami School of Law. And finally, William Taylor Reevely III, who was the class of 65. He was the former president of the College of William and Mary and the current president of William and Mary Law School. Okay, gotcha. Um, and what did these folks think kind of led to this um, kind of messy situation? They all think that there were a lot of factors that led to this situation. They believe that the initial accusations and attacks against Gay were likely politically motivated by other people who did not like her for discriminatory or racist reasons. They also felt that she got herself into hot water with her response to accusations of anti-Semitism on Harvard's campus. And of course, one that we all know at Princeton is is the reveal of the um, plagiarism that she has in her PhD dissertation. Uh, you're talking about the response to um, to questions about anti-Semitism in the congressional hearing, right? Yes. Yes, okay. So, yeah, I guess um, the, the other thing I wanted to ask was, um, what do they feel that this means for academia in general? What is their kind of reaction to this, what seems like increased surveillance on academia, um, and kind of what that means for the field? Well, all three of them agreed that Gay ought to have faced repercussions for the plagiarism that is displayed in her PhD dissertation. As Allard said, administration, administrators and faculty who are role models and teachers should strive to set excellent examples of ethical, moral, and professional integrity. So all three agree that there ought to have been repercussions for the plagiarism. However, all three also mention that being president or head of an institution results in a lot of attention being paid to the things that you do. And this results in a lot of judgment and consequences that might not necessarily be fair or at least lead to a lot of debates about whether they are fair or not. And they do all three say that obviously being the president of something is a very political job and is subject to political attacks from really any side. However, Reevely summarizes that 
And this is a quote from him. Whether fair or not, that's reality. Life is not always fair, especially for leaders. Right. And especially in this climate. Because they did also say there is an uptick, right, in surveillance. All three have explained that in their experience, yes, there has been more focus being paid attention to being paid attention to how presidents are acting and as as political controversy and tensions rise in this country basically the attention that's being paid to heads of institution just increases okay thanks so much really appreciate it thank you you can read more on dailyprincetonian.com or at the link in our show notes In university news, 16 additional artifacts held by the Campus Art Museum have been linked with alleged art smuggler Eduardo Almaja, class of 73. New information has emerged as the museum continues to digitize and publish Providence records on its holdings. This development comes after a warrant was filed last March for the seizure of a number of objects worth over $200,000. Almaja has previously denied responsibility for the origin of the artifacts saying that he was unaware of any wrongdoing. In the past, the university has agreed to return allegedly stolen artifacts to their country of origin. At the time of writing, no further seizure orders have been made. You can find Miriam Waldvogel's full article on the subject at dailyprincetonian.com. In national news, in the first few weeks of 2024, Nearly 25,000 tech workers have been laid off from over 100 tech companies, including Microsoft, Amazon, and Google. This follows a year of role reductions in the tech sector, with 260,000 job losses throughout 2023, marking the worst 12 months for tech workers since the dot-com bubble crash in the early 2000s. As interest rates have increased to around 5.5% after remaining near zero throughout the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, Layoffs have been used to reduce costs and appease shareholders. Roger Lee, who runs the tech industry job tracker Layoffs.FYI, told NPR that stockholders, quote, might be encouraging tech companies to cut costs and lay off staff. These layoffs come amidst hiring season for Princeton undergraduates, many of whom are seeking internships and jobs in the tech industry. In recent years, the university's computer science department has grown steadily a slight dip in numbers for the class of 2025. In international news, three American troops were killed and 34 were injured in Jordan on Saturday night by militant groups backed by Iran, according to the White House. President Biden said yesterday that the United States, quote, shall respond as concerns grow around a potential spread of conflict in the Middle East. This is the first time that American servicemen have been killed by enemy fire since the beginning of the conflict in Israel and Gaza despite consistent attempted airstrikes on U.S. and Allied forces in Iraq and Syria. It is not clear which militia groups are responsible. Today, you can expect cloudy skies, with a high of 42 and a low of 28 degrees Fahrenheit. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Vitus LaRue and me, sound engineered by Maya Mukherjee, and produced under the 148th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells-Spackman. Have a wonderful day.